Well, good morning. I am so excited to invite Irina and her husband Vitaly to the podcast this morning. Uh, if you have not yet seen uh, or met Irina, she was actually one of uh, a guest on on our local Fox uh, Fox Four affiliates here in Dallas back right after the war began, and they did an amazing job of telling her story. And now I have the privilege. Of, of talking with her and her husband and doing a little follow-up as to what happened after that story aired. So, uh, guys, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. I'll let you guys do a formal introduction of yourself. Uh, tell, tell us your, your full name and, and where you're from. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Ira. We're from in Ukraine. My husband, Vitaly. And we have uh, three children. One boy and two girls. And it, their name Oleg, Marsha, and Victoria. Uh, now our children visited uh, daycare, a preschool, a church, a church. And yeah, we, we used to live in Belgorod, Mistrovsky city, Odessa region. Okay, so where where is that in Ukraine? In that southern part of Ukraine, it's about sixty miles away from Odessa, and it's sixty close, miles away. Yeah, it's close about ten miles or thirteen miles away from famous Zatoka Resort and that bridge that what that were hit it more than ten times. Wow! So those pictures we saw of that bridge. That was completely destroyed. That's near where you lived. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's the bridge that I used uh, every day, uh, according to my job. You would go over that bridge every day. Yeah. As a, so, so when you when you saw that bridge after it had been hit, did you did you think about that? Did you look at that and say, "I used to go on that bridge all the time, and now it's it's gone." Well, it's an interesting story because. That day, the first day when they uh, heated the, the bridge for the first time, I was on my way with my parents, with my mother, from the hospital from Odessa to Belper. So maybe two or three minutes before they uh, hit the bridge, or after, after they hit the bridge, that uh, it was some uh, road workers. So they stopped us and said, you can't go uh, any anymore. I said, why? And they said just because the bridge was hit, and we had to turn so, around and make a huge circle around the bay, and yeah, that that was so. We were there maybe two minutes, and God saved us <laughs> from being on the bridge at that time when when the missile came. Wow! Talking about the hand of God on on you that day two minutes earlier and you would have been on that bridge that yeah. is that is absolute that's that's amazing to hear uh you know Vitaly, you've got a purpose in this life <laughs> you got god's got something big for you man god's got something big for you so now yeah. down near odessa uh Irina, is that that's where you crossed right if i remember correctly what what why don't i let you tell the story um when did you leave, you know, Ukraine? Um, you know, what were you thinking leading up to leaving Ukraine? So before the 24th of February, 
Um, obviously, you guys are hearing about this, you know, the buildup of soldiers uh, on the border. Um, you know, did you think it was going to happen? Did you think Russia was really going to invade Ukraine? And then once it became real to you uh, and the missiles started flying, when did you and your, your, your children make a decision? Okay, we've got to go. And what was that journey like to get from, from um, your, your, your town to, to Moldova? Uh, after the war start, uh, I work uh, worked uh, orphanage children in Ukraine in our city. And twenty eight uh, February, I was at war in my work, and uh, I work uh, eight a.m. Uh, next day eight a.m. I come back home. And when I came, when I come back home, my husband called me and said, very fast go, go at home and said me, you with children need stay lived yes yeah leave. live in our country because it's very dangerous for our children and first march we take our children and my husband driving us to a border in moldova with ukraine with moldova it's maybe one hours to our city yes and my husband helped me with children uh, go to border to Moldova, and uh, very good people, Christian people, helped me with my children. Uh, we go to Kishino. Uh, it's a, a capital uh, Moldova, Kishino. And we uh, first day we stay a Christian center when uh, Pastor uh, Alex Malancha uh, church, and second day uh, his uh, family pick up us, uh, me with with my children and. We stay family, this family, and one month. And after one month, we stay a three weeks. And other lady from Moldo, from Kishinev. And one time, our friend. Uh, now he stay with family in uh, United States too, and called me and asked me, "What do you want?" Uh, what do you think? Uh, maybe uh, uh, do you need help with your children? And because uh, we have a partner church in United States, and our friends very um, they they were afraid of us, and they thought that it would be better for for the family for, to be here. Yes. Um, okay. And, yes. And so where, where in the United States are you guys currently? We are in Robertsdale, Alabama. That's beautiful. Alabama. 
Yeah, wonderful people. Sweet Alabama. Yes. Alabama. All right. All right. Roll Tide, huh? So, Roll sorry, it's a football reference. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. So, now, so, Vitaly, you know, you dropped your, your family off at the border. Uh, first question is, is why didn't you go with them? I, I know you you had to go back into Ukraine. Uh, and you were you're obviously trying to take care of them and get them to safety. Um, what 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 were you doing in Ukraine that kept you there? Well, you see, uh, no one believed uh, that Russia will uh, will come across the border, and even T, even we, we didn't believe that it it can be possible. So when war started, uh, the first week it was really hard because no one understands what's going on. They are everywhere. It seems like they will take Kiev in a few days because there were so many troops around the Ukraine at all borders, Russia and Belarus. So uh, from the very first day, I started telling Ira that she had to leave country and she didn't want it to go without me. Uh, so I made her actually when uh, she came back from the uh, work, from her job. I just said, you have one hour to pack your luggage and we, we are going to Moldova. And I had to stay in Belgorod. We have a church there in Belgorod, First Baptist Church, uh, Belgorod. And that time, the shelf uh, of all grocery uh, grocery shops, they, they were empty because people were afraid and they bought everything on the shelf. Shelves were empty. So we started thinking mm. how we can uh, help people with food. Because a lot of people, they lost job very first day when war started. And we have a lot of stories from people who, who don't know what to do and they didn't know what, what to eat. That's why uh, we had to, right. well, I thought that 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 moment that it would be good for me e- and easier for me because of my work. I was going uh, on circle around the bay every day, and if something happens with Belgara, I uh, I am not able to to come really fast and help uh, my family because we have only uh, one, two two roads to the Belgara, and then they started hitting the bridge. So now we have only one road to, to the Belgara, to that part of Odessa region. And that's why I decided to do this. So basically, you stayed behind so that you could help people in your community. Is that is that what I understand? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, what, what compelled you to do that? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you're sending your family, your, your, your children. Um, was it just the overwhelming need that people had needs and you needed to, to, to take action or, or uh, what, what really, what, what drove you to, to, to make that, that decision? Well, you see, it's, it's a long story and it's really interesting how God leads us. Our church planned to build a new uh, church building. So we prayed 15 years, and something every time something was wrong with the, with starting the the construction. So finally, God made this, and we built wonderful building. 
and we had only one uh, Sunday uh -huh. service. And then uh, on uh, Thursday, war started. So when war started, we started our everyday oh, wow. prayer evenings, and we saw how many people are coming to the church, new people. We asked God to uh, fill the sanctuary with, with people, and God did it in his way, you know? So when we saw right. uh, how many people are showing up, and they, they have a need, just food. And then uh, we understood that we, we have to help. So uh, our team, all our uh, church team were working on, on how can we help. And then uh, God make another miracle. And our uh, brothers from sister church, it was only second uh, week of the war. So they just uh, called me and said, we are here in Moldova from First Baptist Robertsdale. Hmm. And it was like, wow, for us. They are here. They are here to help. Yeah, it's, and then we started the new wow. ministry. And and so all of it was, I mean, really, it was a God thing. I mean, you, God told you to build a new church. You built a new church. You opened the new church. War starts. Yeah. And then God used that, your new church, in a way that you had no idea that he was going to use it that way. Yeah. And that's that's, that's, that's an incredible right story. Yeah. It's amazing. God's God's timing is not always our timing, but God's timing is always the right timing, right? So that's uh, yep. I think we've seen that time and time again, and and I know in my life I've seen that, and uh, you know we see that all the time. Um, what was it like? It, it, you know, it, and I'm 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 trying to to imagine this. What was it like when you were at the border that day and you were sending your wife and your three children off? Um, I mean, I know that there, you have the faith that God is going to protect them and that, you know, he's going to take good care of them. But at the same time, I know as a, as a father myself, you know, there's a human, there's a human nature there. There's a human element that makes you, you kind of go, this very well could potentially be the last time I ever see them in this life. Um, what was going through your mind when you, when you, when you said goodbye to them at the border? Well, it was it, it, it was uh, really hard, and it was huge line there. It's like maybe three or five hundred thousand people in that line to go to to cross the border. So uh, for me, it was hard. You you know when you have to leave uh, your family, and you don't know where they will go. You don't have any friends in Moldova. You don't have any relatives in Moldova. You don't have any. Uh, you don't know uh, anything about uh, about this. So we just pray that God will uh, take care about the family. And yeah, we we did it. It was hard, but we had to do this because uh, that uh, that time uh, it was a lot of uh, pictures uh, from the war, a lot of uh, bodies, a lot of soldiers. So when Ira didn't want to go, I just showed her some pictures and asked, do you, want, do you want our kids to see this? She said, no, I don't want our kids to see this. Right. That's why we decided to, that they have to go. And it was a hard decision, but we had to do the decision. 
Wow. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, I, I've said this on so many of these podcasts. Um, some of the most gripping images that are kind of stuck in my mind are these Im the images of the children, you know, and you wonder, um, you know, they, they, they have seen things that, that obviously children here in the United States will more than likely will, will ever see, they'll never see it, you know? And, um, you know, we get the pictures in from, from, from pastor Alex, who, who was actually on the podcast just a few weeks ago. Um, we get the pictures in from, from him. And, and, uh, of course I, I remember seeing the pictures of, of you and your, your kids, uh, when they came across and, uh, and, you know, I just, some of these, these children, you just, you, you just pray, you know, your, your heart is broken and you just pray that, that God will protect their minds from what they have experienced and what they've seen and that they'll be able to get the help that they need, um, you know, to, to be able to move, move on and, 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 you know, live a strong adult life. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it, that's that's probably one of the hardest things for me me to, to 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 think about is 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 the children and and you you had three of them so uh, yeah. what was what what were you telling what were you guys telling them as as um you know you were approaching the border and then once you got over the border well I just tell them that they have to listen to to their mama and I told my son he is oldest one to help his mama and help sisters and uh, just take care about the family. I said, you are the man now and you have to take care about the family. And, and how old is he? He's seven years old. Seven years old. Wow. You know, this will be and, eight. In August will be eight. Okay. And, and what did you tell them once you crossed? uh what, what what how how did you console them uh you know and then i'm 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 really interested to hear about this journey obviously you went from moldova and now you're in alabama uh what what were you telling them as you guys were moving along or as you were moving along with them and uh what did they think when they arrived here in the united states well they enjoying to be here in in the states and at the border uh I understand that it, it's going to be a lot of tears. So I don't want it to, to do this. That's why I make it, made it so fast that no one will even uh, understand what, what's happened. So we just crossed the border and uh, it was uh, 10 or 15 people coming to us and asking questions, do you have a place to stay? Uh, and do you need some help? Do you need some food? It was uh, all, all these people were Christians. It was about 100, 100 cars waiting for Ukrainians just to, uh, to take them and um, uh, drive them to, to Kishinev. It was churches that, that just touched, touched my heart really, really, because we saw how people are open for, for us. Uh, yeah, that's. Kishino and other village, other cities, different cities. They, these people ready go to different villages. Yeah, we're really grateful to people of Moldova for their huge heart for Ukrainians. 
we never think that they will do something like this. And now we just, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and may God bless them. Because, yeah, that's that's amazing. You know, it, it, that's one of the things that has surprised me, and I, and, and I guess uh, it shouldn't have been a surprise, but for some reason it always surprises me, is how quickly the churches pulled together after the 24th of February, how quickly they came together to help. It was this really a, a, a somewhat a global effort. You know, I, I remember that, you know, within a week or two after the war had begun, even here at our church in Dallas, Texas, we were taking up an offering. We were, you know, working with, with a convoy of hope which is an organization that was bringing in supplies. And um, the pastors I've talked to thus far have all said the same thing. They've all echoed the same thing. They've said, we were shocked to see so many different churches, both the evangelical churches and others that may not be as evangelical, putting differences aside because they realized there was a greater need to help. And, um, and coming together and uniting to 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 support each other and support those who are crossing the border, um, amazing. So, uh, but, but Dolly, I got to ask you, when did you get into the United States? Because it wasn't too long ago, right? No, no, no. It was uh, a week ago. Actually, this next uh, Saturday, it's going to be two weeks when I am here. So, not a long time. So, two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And have you have you guys been able to go uh, enjoy anything or do anything fun yet? Oh yeah, you're just we, still resting. <laughs> no, we don't have any time to rest. We have to go, go, go. Uh, yeah, we we go, spent go, go. some time at uh, water, uh, some kind of uh, water park with with church, whole family. It was really really nice time. Yeah. Nice. And good, good. I enjoyed your wonderful What's food. Next? I enjoyed our wonderful food. Well, well <laughs> hey, you know, it's I, I love your guys' food when I go over there. Uh, Eastern Europe is one of my, my favorite places in the world to travel. I've uh, done missions work and humanitarian work in uh, Hungary and Romania, of course. And, and, and uh, I, I love, I love uh, the, the food over there. I was talking to a, a gentleman from Romania, yeah, and he was mentioning your guys's pizza. He said you guys. He says he has never had pizza like he's had pizza in Ukraine. And he said it was phenomenal. Mm, yeah. So, so I, I made a deal with him. I said, well, next time I'm over there, we'll we'll grab some pizza together. So, what well, what's next for you guys? What where are you heading from here? Well, that's that's a big question for us because uh, we don't know how much time we will spend here. And we are just praying that war will uh, finish as soon as possible and we will be able to go home because our goal is to to be back to Ukraine. We don't want to, to stay here and just for security reasons we are here. And right. because right. our thought with our church, they uh, today actually uh, they had two trucks with food and they continue serving people with food. And it's each week our church gives out uh, about 
1500, last times it was 1800 food bags uh, to the people. And that's huge, huge ministry. Yeah, that, that's a lot of food. And, and uh, I know that, that uh, in, in some of the villages, obviously getting those resources is critical because they, you know, the supply chain has been interrupted and, and, you know, a lot of people can't get the basics that they need to survive. And so um, I know that that is a, a massive impact that your church is making back there. Uh, have you been in contact? Um, obviously, it sounds like you've been in contact with with them. Uh, what are they saying as far as the war efforts? Are they, you know, we we kind of get the little reports here. We know there's a lot of fighting going on over kind of in eastern Ukraine right now. But then, you know, we'll occasionally hear about, you know, the Odessa region getting hit. What are they saying? What are they seeing over there? Well, uh, the brightest story, I will tell you that that uh, it's a, it was a few days ago when the church was uh, over. So our uh, nephew, nephew, uh, yeah, nephew, she, the girl, she, she came out of the church and she saw the missile going right over our city. Oh my. That's, that's the reality. That's the reality in Ukraine now. They, they see the missiles, they just go in somewhere and uh, it was so uh, scary moment for, for them because no one knows uh, where, where it will hit. Yeah, so Russians sent missiles well, ho- all around ho- the country. Well, ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully they uh, shot it down. So I know that... that uh, you know, the, I've heard reports that a lot of the missiles are being shot down, and and of course that's the goal, so they don't hit anything. But um, um, but still, I mean, a scary thing to 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 go out and uh, I I know that uh, we had a pastor who was it was uh, kind of in the central Ukraine region, and while he was doing a a live stream or while he was recording a video, uh, all the sirens started going off, and and. Uh, he was told, he, oh, you're in a very safe area. You're in a very safe area. No problems. No problems here at all. You don't have to worry about anything. While he was recording his video, all the sirens started going off. And he was like, uh, okay, where do we go? You know, So he had to make a quick decision. And the church, the pastors that he was with there, uh, of course, uh, n- nothing ended up happening, but they got him to safety. So uh, in case something were to happen. So. Well, let me ask you this, kind of as we wrap up this morning's interview, and and you know, again, thank you so so much for for spending the time and sharing kind of what's happened since the last time we heard uh, from you guys. Um, what would you tell the people uh, if if you if if someone in Ukraine right now is watching this podcast and and they're uh, you know they're seeing you guys and they're saying, wow, here's this you know, young family and their children who have made it from Ukraine to Alabama. <laughs> what would you tell them? What, what, how would you encourage them? Well, uh, I, will, I will say in Ukraine, okay? Oh, certainly. I want to say to you that you were able to and our hope is only on God. Тому що лише Бог може допомогти нашій країні та врятувати нашу країну. 
І разом з вами ми будемо молитися про те, щоб Бог зупинив цю страшну війну і все це закінчилося. Okay, so for those of us who don't speak Ukrainian, what what generally did you just say? Well, I just said that we have fought on all together and we have uh, as God to stop this war because only he is able to stop this well, this horrible war. Only God can. Absolutely. And I guess my final question for you guys today is how can people, you know, still get involved? What what do you, what are the greatest needs that you see? If you've got someone here in the United States, maybe it's a pastor here in the United States. Maybe it's just someone watching in, tuning into the podcast and they, they're saying, well, you know, I, 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 I did, you know, I, I made a donation at the very beginning, but I would still like to do more. Um, what would you recommend? What would you say is the best way for people here in the United States to get involved in helping those in Ukraine? Well, I can say about our church and about uh, the ministry that uh, church in Robertsdale doing uh, collaborating with our church because they, uh, at first Robertsdale, they have this special webpage called Serve Ukraine and they have uh, these donations that goes specific to Ukraine, because every truck with food, it costs about $40,000 every truck. And we, we need uh, two trucks a month, at least two trucks a month, every month, just for our church and small uh, sister churches uh, in, in our uh, Belgrade uh, district. So yeah, the food and then, well, summer will over, uh, and probably the clothes will be needed as well. So that's uh, the basic, the basic uh, stuff that that people are in Ukraine they need. Because uh, you know uh, this this story of the man he came uh, to our church and he said, "I used to have my job in the Toka Resort, but I now I am fired. So the only food I have is that." this food bag that you're giving me and then I will go for fishing to the bay and if I will catch some fish that that's my food so you you understand uh, how people live now in in Ukraine some of them and it's not right. just the poorest people or homeless people it's a lot a lot of, of people uh, middle class you know that yeah that's so if you want to help, well, that's, you, that, may, you may help by donations or just uh, stay, uh, it, stay in touch with uh, Brother Sean and he will tell you what to do. Yeah, if you're watching the podcast right now, I want to encourage you. I'm going to include the link uh, to the page where you can get involved. Uh, so just click on that link and it will take you to the church's webpage. Uh, that Vital just mentioned, and um, and you know every little bit helps. Whether it's you know maybe you can afford five or ten dollars, maybe you can afford more than that. You know, as we've constantly said on this podcast, every little bit helps come together to help uh, you know these folks who desperately need uh, the you know the, the the food bags and boxes that are being taken over there. So or or helping with transportation of getting it into the country. So. Um, 
Well, guys, I just, I, again, as we kind of wrap here, I want to just say thank you so very much. Um, I am so grateful. Praise God. You guys are, are back together again. Uh, you know, that you guys are, are, are safe. And, uh, it, you know, we cannot wait to get another interview with you guys when you're back in Ukraine at your home church uh, once this war is over. And uh, you guys are going to be in our prayers, as will your children. And, um, of course, if there's anything you need uh, while you're here in the United States, please let us know, okay? Okay. Well, we have more than enough. We have food. We have safe house. We don't need, we don't need anything else. Thank you. Sean here. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider giving it a like, a follow, and a share. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, consider giving it five stars. I look forward to sharing the next story with you real soon.